27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. Next on News for the Soul, Wolf Wellness with Kelly Wolf. Kelly is a clairvoyant, sound therapist, and acupuncturist. Her goal is to educate her clients about the frequency-based reality we live in, thereby empowering them to shift, heal, and enrich their lives through their own personal power. Please welcome Kelly Wolf back to News for the Soul. And we're back. We're forward. All Welcome right. back, Kelly. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. All right. Hey, Kim. Hi. Hi. Okay. Hey, so, Kim, can you share, like, uh, you know, like an experience that was really profound for you uh, when it came to your gifts, like um, anything that really shifted you? Um, is there anything that you can, can share with the audience? Mm. Well, a lot of um, a lot of the shifts or the bigger impact things that have happened for me have happened through um, journeys overnight when I'm quote unquote sleeping. Uh, I find those to be to be the ones that that interrupt how I'm proceeding. And force me into um, an invitation to look at something a little bit more in depth, and allows me to give myself permission to show up more. So, within those, they're a bit challenging to talk about because they are uh, what I refer to as journey. Um, the information sourced from them, though, really. Uh, are about, and the message really is for everybody, but it's about owning, owning really who I am. It's talking about that authenticity and the frequency of that and how that alters. It's, a, it's really a responsibility. It not only alters how I am in the world, but it, by example, alters how others might interact with me as well, which can be, I think, sometimes challenging for some people um, because I do think people automatically, with everybody, every interaction with everybody, I think we are always energetically interacting with one another. So as we're interact, sorry, we're energetically interacting as much as we are interacting more on the surface. So when we're energetically connecting with somebody, there can be, it's interesting when we have a discomfort with someone and we're not really sure why, 
and there's nothing that's happening in the surface interaction that would indicate that. I would challenge people to sit with that discomfort a little bit and see what that's really about for the individual. Is there, is there something about this person that allows you to be more fully seen, um, more fully held? It's a very, it really impacts our trust. And I think, I think that can be a challenge for, for us sometimes. So my own personal experiences have really been about allowing that for myself because that's an area that I feel very protective of, right? Allow, I don't allow everybody uh, too close all the time. So, and I think there's, there's, you know, value in that as well. We do have to be discerning with who we allow in, but there's there's always been lessons there for me to soften and open and soften and open so that I can allow these beautiful people in my life to actually take their their place. So for me, the experiences have been more about pushing into authenticity. Uh, in terms of mediumship experiences, uh, one of the funnier ones was I had a, a younger kid, I call him, I think he was probably about 17, he looked to me, uh, in my home for like three days. And I didn't have anybody scheduled <laughs> for, and he wouldn't talk to me. And he would just sort of stand behind my lamp or in this corner, and he just <laughs> wouldn't engage, but he also wouldn't leave. And uh, he, was, he always kind of stuck with me because um, I found him, no, he, just, he just felt kind of funny to me. Like, well, you won't tell me why you're here. You won't tell, talk to me. You won't engage with me. But he was just waiting. He was waiting for his person to, to book their appointment and, uh, and to come in. So that was, that was uh, quite a few years ago now, but he always has stuck with me. Yes, I've I've had similar experiences. Uh, you know, it's almost like a curiosity with them, or maybe they know because um, on their side there's no time, so they know. You know, whoever they want to connect with will connect with you eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interesting when that happens. Yeah. Um, so, um, is, did you ever have a you know a message from? you know, a loved one who's transitioned that was really profound for you, even though the message was for someone else, but it really affected you. Was there any any message in general that, that really had a, an impact? You know, it's such a good question. I, I, I don't know if I really have just one message in particular. Here's what I can say that is consistent for me is pretty much any reading I do is just as much for me as it is for uh, the person I'm sitting with. It's no mistake who gets called to which healer um, or which reader. Because the people that have sat with me, I I consider it such a, it's a privilege for me. It, It feels like an honor that I get to connect to 
either their intuitive information or um, their, the etheric information of the people that have crossed through them, their messages are as much for me and my growth as they are for the person who's sitting here. Uh, so for me, I, I'm always really grateful, and I do feel it a, a, that it's a real privilege that um, somebody would invite me in to connect in that way with their loved one. Uh, some of the most impactful messages have been for me because they're about my own learning as well. Um, have really been about uh, the pain. Mm, how do I explain this? Thinking of when um, I had two family members in uh, for a reading uh, a while back and acknowledging the pain of their loss, having the, the loved one who has crossed over, showing up in a way where I get to witness the, the grief slash love that existed between them, that to me has always been quite impactful, uh, and that reading in particular was quite impactful because it acknowledges the importance of the importance of connection and the value of connection. And um, at times, it's easier to stay a little bit at arm's length rather than. Um, delve into the fullness of love. So those types of readings are always really impactful for me because it challenges me then again that my my protectiveness. Mm, yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think um, I think you know um, from my perspective what what I you know of course you can feel them you can feel their frequency you can feel that unconditional love and quite often messages that come in for me are or for the client I should say but like you said it, it's always for both of you is um, compassion uh, you know we are in a physical reality here this duality and to have compassion because everyone has a story everyone has a story mm-hmm. um, so, yeah that's one of the big ones for me and it just reminds me to be compassionate especially for yourself because we do we do put ourselves down <laughs> quite often and even on an unconscious level so just being aware of that right to have compassion for yourself, and then when you have that fully, you have compassion for others. You understand that there's a bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, and I think the um, the message that when people are hurting and grieving so much from the loss of their person here, uh, which makes sense, obviously, it is. It's a big fracture um, and a big tear in that fabric. The love itself is always there, the, and that never fades, and it never dies, and it never goes away. And I know that we all know this. And what I try to remind people is that the relationship transforms, and it transforms not by our choosing. So 
there's also grief and maybe anger and within that and fear that we may not be able to know how to navigate the relationship now. But the relationship is nearly transforming. Uh, but it is still in existence. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. You know, once that frequency exists, you know, you can you can never, you know, like Einstein says, you can never create or destroy energy. You can only transmute it. Absolutely. Yeah. It always exists in time and space, and that's a beautiful thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because from my perspective, when someone is grieving, um, I don't see that as a negative. I see it as transformative. And the color I usually see around people in grief is um, kind of like a bright yellow or a bright orange. And um, I definitely see it as this beautiful, transformative, uh, I guess, uh, energy. And, you know, I always see, I mean, it's not easy. I've been in that really heavy grief myself. But uh, when you come out the other side, you are such a transformed person. And, um, you know, you wouldn't have it any other way uh, when you have that beautiful aha moment after the grief has faded. Um, And that's, or I should say, after the grief is transformed. And um, uh, one really amazing thing that I've realized is, you know, with every death comes a gift. With every loss, the universe has to balance. And you may not see that gift right off the bat, or you might, um, you know, may or may not, but there is always a gift from it. So a, a death, you know, is usually for the living, not for the person who transitions. It's always for the living. And I know that sounds a little harsh, but it is true. Yeah, I um, think yeah. I would agree. There isn't um, uh no, when we talk about loss and our, our people transitioning over, it's, there's nothing uh, easy about that. It's uh, difficult really in, in, in every way, but there can be ease in the accepting of the, of the difficultness of that. Um, yeah, and grief, I mean, it just takes the time it takes. So hopefully people you know, give themselves a little bit of grace as, as they walk through that, if, if anybody's, particularly in the, the recent sort of experience of loss and grief. But the, yeah. the my experience uh, connecting with those who have crossed over that, uh, you know, it's, it's us that's holding the pain. You know, the attachment of, of their life here is, it's not the same, it's not being experienced in the same way once they've crossed over. So they can look at it more objectively and with less attachment. So often people will come in and they'll, they'll say, well, are they uh, mad at me for this? Are they still hurting? Are they, um, you know, do, are, are they regretful and have an apology for me? Um, and the, their attachment, so they can look at their experience here more objectively. So they aren't carrying the same kind of pain uh, that we do here or that they would have if they were still here. But I think that's also maybe yeah. important for 
all to know that if they're, they can look back and say, yes, they maybe should have handled this situation better, or yes, I do owe this person an apology. They aren't carrying the burden of the um, weight of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that just, mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, um, and... Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish, Kim. Oh, I was just going to say that um, I think we forget sometimes that when we transition or when our loved ones have transitioned, that the weight of this life that they may have carried, that things that were unresolved or unsaid, they aren't carrying the pain of that there. Right, so if anybody's listening who thinks like, well, is this person angry with me? Are they upset that I wasn't with them when they passed? That feels that message is coming through. So I, that I think is applicable to somebody I was listening. Um, that is, that's not the case. It's it, it's really that they're filled more with love. That the the mo- those moments don't have quite the same weight that they did when they were here for them. They do still for us. That's important and that matters, but it's not the same for them. They can sort of observe, they can chat it with more of an observer lens. Yes, that is absolutely the truth. Um, You know, once they've ascended, they let go of all their attachments to this physical, you know, kind of holographic reality slash dream. (laughs) They, uh, they can, they can, they raise in vibration. They can't hang on to anything that's low or negative and they can see it through a different lens. Absolutely. You know, for us, it's a lesson. It's our, it's our transformation, right? And, you know, this is why we miss people who have uh, so much. This is grief. Grief is missing somebody in the physical, right? Because we know they're good. We know they're happy. We know they're at peace. We know they've moved on. Um, but we just miss them in the physical, absolutely. And and it's okay. It's okay to miss them. And that grief does fade over time. But um, I wanted actually to ask you, um, I wanted to tell you about experience I had and then ask you if you've experienced this. So one day I was getting ready for um, uh, to have a, a client um, come in, and I was getting ready, and I was over um, pulling some papers off my desk, and behind me is um, I was in my bedroom. Behind me is this uh, this, this little uh, it's like a, a little device where I hang all my jewelry and necklaces, and I heard it rattling. And I turned around and I could see it shaking. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, who's here? Right? Mm-hmm. And so I walked out into my living room and I saw a young man. Uh, he was in a car accident just a few days before. Um, mm-hmm. For him, you know, he's in this place with no time. So he sort of, like, he hadn't quite ascended. He was still connected more to this frequency. And uh, I asked him a few questions. He told me he's only 31, but he died in a car wreck. He wasn't driving. His friend was. They were coming home from a club. 
um, you know, his friend was feeding, lost control, hit, hit um, it looked like he hit the side of a building, but on the passenger side where he was. So his friend survived, he died. But the reason what, why he was here is he wanted me to uh, tell his mother, like, that he'll be okay. He was so worried about his mom. He just did not think his mom would survive his death. And I told him, you will be able to communicate with her much easier once she's ascended. You have to let this go. Your mom will be fine. She'll be okay. You being in this state isn't going to help her. So let's move forward. And, and I was finally able to convince him to change his frequency and ascend. And it was really beautiful to watch him ascend. Um, you know, once you're in that space, you have a much easier time communicating with your loved ones um, when they're ready for it, I should say. So anyway, so that was my experience. So what about you? That's so beautiful, Kelly. I'm so glad you shared that. As you were talking, I, it, it feels like that's really important for somebody who's listening right now, actually, to hear that. Um, you know, I haven't had exactly something quite like that. I have had... I have, I had to put up really strong boundaries around when people are allowed to come through because I used to see people on the side of the road um, who were <laughs> not, well, we'll say like fleshies versus non-fleshies. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Um, and so it was a bit distracting. So I've, I've got really strong boundaries of when people are allowed to show up for me and when they're not. And often my bedroom can be quite crowded, which feels super wrong. Um, <laughs> So I have not necessarily, so it forms up different for me in the sense that I haven't had that quite such a specific direct experience like that. Um, I've had, I've had experiences where I more experience, I experience the person's pain. Uh, So physical pain, emotional pain, uh, I experience that. And when that happens in a moment where it's obviously not, then I, act, then I actually can connect. I will, I will make the intent to connect and speak to that person and ask them what, like, what is it that they are needing in that moment? And if they, if there's something I can support them with. So it's not that I have to, directly suggested that they ascend or they continue their journey. Um, But to almost sit with them as in a moment of allowing acceptance for them, of them allowing, of them gaining their own acceptance of what's happened. So I've had experiences like that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I do have a, a relative who had passed who was quite close with who who shows who does show me a lot and often can help to support or usher people in in specific moments or hold up those boundaries for me uh, and he was very and I had I had gotten this message previously as well but he he really helped to validate that uh, once he crossed he for me he looked physically further away than I would have preferred him to. I was like, why, why aren't you coming closer? And he was just indicating to me with different imagery that there's a process that he needed to 
continue to complete. Uh, so he wasn't as available for me as easily early on after his passing. He would still connect with me, but it became easier with a little bit of time on our side to pass uh, because he was experiencing his own process. And so he showed me that was really quite a sacred um, experience and not, at least not for me to fully know at this time. Like that is, that there was almost this line of, like I can connect, but I'm doing my own thing right now. And so as times pass, uh, he's been, he's come closer. So I see him more as if he's standing right with me. But in the beginning, right after he passed, that it is just indicating this process of his own that he needed to continue with and walk through. Mm, that's really, really interesting. Um, Have you? And yes, I, yes, I, I can definitely um, uh, relate to you know being able to see just you know, because everything is in the here and now, so being able to see people passed all over the place, right? And it is quite a crowded reality, right? So you do, mm-hmm. you know, I have learned to turn that off, right? Um, it's I don't often, you know, unless I'm doing the reading, I don't often get, you know, like that gentleman who showed up. That was just sort of one-off for me. It was really interesting. But what I mm-hmm. have seen is I go and do clearing. So when I go to someone's home or business or or land to do a clearing, um, you know, I I have a conversation with uh, those who who haven't attended, um, and I you know sometimes they'll show me how they pass, sometimes they'll decide that they're not ready and they just move on, but I do let them know that this is a space that you know is not theirs anymore. Uh, they don't need to be here. They don't need to disrupt, right? There's, um, and, you know, changing the frequency of that space and do that with sound um, usually clears the area. Some decide they want to ascend, some don't. But one really interesting thing I see is um, children. So children quite often are very easy. It's very easy to help them shift their frequency uh, mm-hmm. to a, a, you know, a little more pleasant, but what I often see is they don't know that they have left this reality. It's so interesting. But what I have seen that I find really interesting, you know, if you if you think, right, we are consciously manifesting all the time because we, we create this physical reality. Um, and so what I was shown one time was that um, there was a house I was in that had a lot of activity and a lot of dark energy as well. And one of the discarnate beings showed me that it looks just like their house, the original house that was there, um, not this new modern house that I was in that I was clearing. So it was almost like we were the, the ghosts. <laughs> um, really, really interesting. So they create their own hologram, whatever frequency they end up in. So sometimes those two holograms kind of come together and get mixed up. So that's, you know, I do, I separate them and explain. So, and clear. So, yeah. That's so interesting. I love you bringing up Just the... Just checking um, in to see if you guys wanted to take a call. 
Yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that energy is out, took everything out, but it's sort of coming back to life. And you do have, I'll just let you know, nine minutes, eight and a half. Okay, there we go. All ones, we're coming to you. It might mean Skype or who knows. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? How's it called? Thank you, big fan. I'm Melissa, Colorado. Hi, ma'am. Uh, big fan for Miss Nicole for 11 years now. My question is, uh, oh. I, 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 yes, ma'am. Thank you for helping. Uh, I have a cat. I had a cat named Tiger, and a dog named Beethoven. And are, are you allowed to tell me uh, if they passed or they moved on? Because I got I got sick and they were adopted. Oh, the pets were adopted. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I missed your name. What was your name? Melissa. Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Melissa. Spell that for me. Uh, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Yeah, I've got it. Thank you. And your cat's name is Tiger, and your dog? Um, Beethoven, and then another one named Bella, and Ernesto. Oh, a nice little family there. Um, and they've all been adopted out. Yeah, I, I was thinking about, I was about three years ago, going ahead and fight, uh, paying to re, to get them back, even if I offer quite a bit of money. That's my goal this year. But I want to know they're still alive. Have you able to pick anything up? Yeah, I the, the three, the, did they all go together? I feel like the three dogs are still really connected. Are they together? Maybe spiritually. That you know of? Okay, uh, they I'm went. Not sure. Hmm. Um, okay, well, whether they're still alive, uh, I do see them all still alive. I'm not getting that they passed. This might be something Kelly can weigh in on as well, but I don't see any of them as passed. I see them as all still alive. Uh, if you're asking about getting them back, is that something you wanted to chat about as well? Yes, ma'am. I was gonna go to a judge and and ask him, or 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 I don't know, somehow and pay pay to get them pay that person to get them back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes equally money. Mm-hmm. I can get them back. I got it's, sick. Yeah. Oh, Melissa, it feels like. I, I understand your attachment to them. I, when I look at whether you get them back or don't, you could fight to get them back. It feels like it actually really, like I get the loss of it is really weighing on you, but the fight also will be something that takes more from you. Um, it doesn't feel like it serves you well actually to, to do that, um, and this is not me offering advice. Certainly, do that if you'd like to. Um, however, I'm just suggesting that make sure you stay really healthy through that because it feels like it actually gets quite uh, physically uh, and emotionally challenging for you. 
So just make sure you're prepared for that. Uh, should you choose to launch that plate? They seem, they seem really okay where they are. Okay. Yeah, this is a difficult one for me to answer for you because I, my concern, where I'm going with this, where I feel guided to for you is that is how this impacts you. And the loss is impacting you quite significantly, but it feels like the fight makes that worse right now. That's, that's the most likely outcome I see of that. So my concern is for you within how that plays out. Kelly, did you yes. have something to share with the animals? Um, uh-huh. Yes. Um, so your cat, Tiger, he, remember, cats are very, very good at astral traveling. So he's with you quite a bit um, on an astral level. Um, he's doing really well. Um, he visits you, especially at night when you sleep. You have a lot of visits from him. Um, and uh, the dogs, I are doing well and I see Ernesto seems very happy where he is now. Now of course I'm not telling you what to do um, if you feel guided um, you know to try to fight for them um, yeah I see the same as Kim. It, it, it could be quite difficult because the system is what you're fighting uh, really not so much for the animals you're fighting the system. Um, that's a bit broken unfortunately. But I do see them, uh, they're all well. Uh, and remember, they can connect with you on an astral level. And you can ask when you go to sleep, say, hey, I want to connect with all my animals while I sleep, and I want to remember it. So ask your guides and your angels and your higher self to help you connect with them. Okay? They are, Thank very, you. They are very energetically connected to you, Melissa, and... Um, you know, part of it, the, the beauty of the animals that come into our lives is they're there, they are part of our healing uh, community. So, you know, allowing, allowing the gifts of, of that healing as the way that Kelly's talking about it as well, to still be with you, uh, that really is like such a beautifully impactful relationship. Because, again, the relationship's not gone. It's just transformed into something else right now, right? And not because they've passed. It's because they're, they're no longer in your um, immediate presence. I understand. I understand. I, I will think I'm going to have to get some help when I, when I do. But you gave me a course to be ready, and you have helped me a lot and gave me some ease and healing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for calling in. Take good care of yourself. Yes. All right. Take care, Melissa. Keep in touch. And uh, with that, we've got about two minutes to the top. We made it. (laughs) All right. Excellent. Okay. So uh, first, I want to say thank you, Kim, so much. And for anybody who is out there, please contact Kim for a reading. She is absolutely amazing. All her information is on News for the Soul website. Um, and uh, Kim, did you want to say anything about your services at all that you offer? Sure. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. So uh, for any readings, you can find me at Clarity. 
uh, every Sunday from noon till 5, and so you can phone in there as well uh, if you're not here in Edmonton in person. And their website is clarity.ca, C-L-A-I-R-I-T-E-A dot C-A. Uh, if you have been impacted by narcissism, um, then I also have a podcast called the Neo-Narcissism Podcast, and our website is uh, N-E-O-N-A-R-C-I-S-S-I-S-M, neonarcissism.tv. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and all the other podcast platforms. And should you want to work with me in terms of uh, therapeutic work in the next couple of months, uh, as well as any emotional intelligence um, support or education, my website is going through a bit of a transformation at the moment. So you can reach me through my email at kwksyeg at gmail.com. Excellent. Kim, thank you so much. And uh, as far as uh, my side of things, uh, you can always contact me via through my website as well if you want a reading. But I also have sound healing courses coming up. I have another one starting on March 7th. And all the details are on my website. And like I said, you can always contact me with any questions. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for all the callers today, and we'll see all of you guys next month. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, everybody. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. (laughs) 